See, I only you, I have specific times when I chew gum. And when you break, when you bro- when you break, when you eat broccoli, you gotta make sure that you. Um, I know I should I should eat because I eat my broccoli and my chicken later in the night, and that's when I don't chew. I only two I chew two pieces of gum, one at around three, and then one around like five thirty. You know when I wish you would chew gum right, right before bed. <laughs> Because last night you decided to sleep with my mouth open. You decided to roll over and breathe out. Yeah, and I was still awake, and I was gagging on that smell. So, like, if you could tighten up, that'd be great before bed. That's the good stuff. Handle that, because I was like, oh, I didn't know how I was gonna fall asleep. I really didn't. I did. I had a mad headache. Yeah, I know. You were grumpy. You said you wanted to punch something, so I, I rolled over. I was like, okay, I'm really sorry. I didn't want you to punch me. Not that you would, but I didn't want you to break anything that I like in the room, so I figured I'd just leave you alone. I don't know. I think I was just hungry. Hungry? Yeah. And do, I couldn't have anything, so I was just like... Do you have a meal before bed now? No, I do, but I had done it in the morning. You already used it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like today. Rookie mistake. Why would you do that to yourself? Because I needed something before I lifted. it. Well, you got to find something. I couldn't something. do it. You I couldn't do it on a... half or something. You got to find something else. I couldn't do it on a, um Empty stomach. Empty stomach. Know, but you got to find something else. You got to cut that in half because that last uh, meal could be out. critical. I know. I might just drink a shake or something. Yeah. There I should have had something. I thought the soda would help me, but it didn't. No. Um... All right, well, welcome back, everyone. I'm saying welcome back, not Ben, so I don't know why, but I'm here again because, well, this is the one well, good thing because COVID now, has done for me. Well, <laughs> now, finding guests has been a struggle for me lately. Yeah. You know, uh, people back out at the last minute, people... Forget about it. Forget about just it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here, so what Well, now? we know that we'll have one upcoming with Becca because this week is Becca's pro debut. Depends on if she wins or loses because I don't know how. I mean, I still want to have her on. Yeah. It's just about the timing will be might be different because of how long it takes her to recover from losing, like mentally. Yeah. Because, again, think about it. She hasn't lost yet. I know. So it's it's... It's going to be like Ronda Rousey losing probably. You know what I mean? Like she, she didn't know how to take like, it. Yeah. You know? So Becca can say all she wants. But until you actually like lose, and, and it all depends on how she loses, if she loses. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think she'll lose though. I don't either. I always mean. go into fight week with 100% confidence yeah. that my girl is going to come home with a dub. We, I am superstitious as hell, and I've already started with the superstitions, and I'm, and she mm-hmm. has too, and we're just keeping it. Doesn't matter, you know yeah. what I mean? And she and knows, I'm, and there's a plan, and then there's you yeah. know, execution, and whatever happens, you know, things change up, whatever. The girls already called her out on social media, so is she really? Yeah, so let's go. What's she say? Well, she calls herself the lioness, so or the lion. The lioness, that's Amanda Nunez. 
Yeah, well, she calls herself that. You she can't stole call her, it. You can't she do stole, the same. She stole the meme from Amanda Nunez, posted yeah, it. Yeah, you stupid. And it's and she called herself that, and it shows a lion eating a giraffe. It's pretty graphic and disgusting. And what's her thing? I have no idea. I just got a picture of it. Becca was a bigger person and didn't post anything. But um, she decided to call herself the lioness and post that. And I was like, oh. And the person that reposted it, I forget who it was. It, it might have been Triton Fights. And they wrote, shots fired. Tune in Saturday night. And I was just like, shots fired. You're trying to eat my girl? I don't think so. She's about to have you for dinner. She's hungry. Because she sent me a screenshot. She didn't send me that. Well, I'm her best friend. I'm one of her coaches, bro. <laughs> um, go to Instagram. And hopefully it's still there because it was on a story, so. Oh, it was on a story. Yeah, but it was early enough in the day. I didn't see it till later than this, so no, check out this. Instagram. All right, so you're going to search for Triton Fights first because I know that it was definitely on their story. Go through their story from all of yesterday because it's definitely... They reposted from someone else who reposted. They've got a lot on there, so... Yeah, I gotta see this. That. This? Yep. She took Amanda Nunez, posted it. It's Okay, so that wasn't her that posted it. Uh, someone else did it then. Okay. Interesting. Maybe she reposted it later. I don't know. When I got it, it was a screenshot of a story on a story on a story on a story. Oh, uh, so Becca did post something. She said she wasn't going to, but she had already posted that before. Lions only succeed against the weak. Oh, man. Uh, so, it's... Yeah. I'm very excited. It definitely made me... Like, okay. And the shot wasn't returned because Becca posted that earlier in the day. So someone posted that on behalf of that girl. So right, I don't know who yeah. that is, but... Okay, some, I'm about to say that girl but, didn't... But the way Becca post, told me, like, in a text is like, you know, when they said shots fired, I was like, oh, hell no. I texted the kids that are coming over for the fight. I texted them in a group chat. I was like, take a look at this. And Kersey goes, oh, no. She was like, this ain't happening. We ain't, we ain't having that. And I was like, draft gang. stuff going on. Draft gang right now. Let's go. I'm ready. But mm, anyway, let's not, let's not get me too amped up because I get real seizure-y when it comes to Nah, you don't gotta get amped and up. Stuff. Like, Wait till Saturday to do that. I know, it just depresses me. This is this is a hard one for me because it's the first fight I'm not there and it's her pro debut and it means a yeah, lot to me. Yeah, but we get to watch it I know, though. I don't think being there, it, and, it doesn't matter. And be with the family and, 
you know, the kids are so excited to be here with us yeah. and watch it and see their Aunt Becca do this and we'll have Daisy. And so it'll be, it'll be a different experience for me than being there and being able to give her the biggest hug after and have her make fun of me for crying a little bit because that's our tradition. And, right. you know, it'll be weird to not have you in the coach's picture with, you know, so it's just. One that's of those things, but you know, we're good. But that's her amateur. That's the that's the amateur thing that we did. This is a different different journey. You know what I mean? This starts the pro journey, where it's gonna yeah. take it's gonna take traveling, where we can't always be there. I know. But now that it's professional, it's gonna be on pay per views and stuff, where we are able to watch it. I know. It's you know, and I'm confident through this. I'm confident through this just because you know, not to toot my own horn, but you know. I know she did. Mo- she did all the work, yeah. but you know I'm there making sure that hey, she doesn't like yeah. act ridiculous. Like she wants to change stuff up the last week. Yeah, I'm like for what? Yeah, you've been doing good this the, whole time. You're definitely the sounding board for her when it comes to her. Yeah, her eating and her. You know she she's been out she's been at weight for over a week already. Yep. So like you don't gotta run. She's gonna be seeing people running around trying to sweat off their last couple pounds, drinking water, trying to piss it out, all, all this other stuff. She's gonna be chill. sitting back relaxing. Yep. And that's what it music. should be, you know. And because this morning she texted me and said uh, she was nine percent uh, body fat. Yeah. And one hundred forty four pounds. I was like, gang. Yeah. Nothing left. Yep. All you got to do is win now. Boom. Yep. That's all there is to it. But oh, I can't it'll be wait. fun. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. If you guys want to check it out, go to TritonFights.com. Yes. And select your and fighter. Then, well, I think you have to go to... Well, you have to go to that fight. And then... So TritonFights.com. Yeah, you have to And go then to you that. pick like pro... Pay-per-view event. Right. Next event, March 27th. And then it's pro, buy pay-per-view for the pro, pro event, event. Buy pay-per-view. And then you could choose. Who you're I don't know what goes to Becca for this, but you said, wait, f- what fighter are you watching? And then choose Becca Evans. That's somewhere on here. Yeah. And she should be like the fifth fight, I think. Okay. They, uh, Nico asked me which fight she was going to be. Yeah. And these fights, you know, it's not true. I mean, they're professionals, but it's not like UFC. Right. Where they're going to take forever. This is kind of like. So I think these fights will go pretty quick. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Well, not necessarily. Because mostly they're mostly decisions. It's still, you know, it's still a fight. Yeah. But you just see the whole card though. It's a. It's like a scroll. Yeah. So there's definitely, you know, a lot that you can put into what, however long they're going. I don't know if they're going like two hours or what, but. There's no time difference where she is, right? No, I don't, not in this part of Florida, no. I don't think so. Because I've never heard of that place in Florida. Plant City? Yeah, I've never heard of that, so I shall make sure. Yeah. All right, well, yes, anyone who wants to watch and support our girl, do it. Becca the Giraffe Evans. Yeah, Triton Fights 18. And speaking of 18, you can get 18% off on stnutrition.com. 
<laughs> is that what we went for for the promo code this week? 18, 18% for Triton Fights 18. And just enter the code DRAFT at check, checkout, and then you get the 18% off. Nice. Sounds good. Boom. And then you could look and see what Becca used from Strong Tower Nutrition. All the supplements are on there, and uh, and yeah. Yeah. See what she used during this fight camp to get ready and stay healthy and keep her immune system going. Because, you know, when she's tiring herself out, she could have gotten sick easily. But taking those supplements, she didn't. So let's go. Let's knock on some. So there is to it. She's ready to go. Get sick in the next four days because then I might kill you. So that'd be great. Yeah, that would suck. (laughs) She cannot get sick this week. Right. But she'll fight unless she's dying. So. Anyway, let's talk about what we were talking about before. Yeah, we had a heated discussion in the kitchen, and it was good. Not heated. Like, we were just, we agreed on it for, you know, which is nice. But then we realized we should save it for the podcast, because why do we talk about so many topics all the time we could use it here? So, before we start, the more I was reading into this, it's kind of different than what we were talking about. Okay. A little bit. Because these are weight rooms... That were given to the men and women in the NCAA for the March Madness tournaments. Right. Because they're in because they had to stay in a bubble. Correct. Right. That's what I said. Because of COVID, so these they are, can't leave. Right. So they can't leave. And um so the women were given a set of dumbbells that go up to like 30 pounds or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And 12 yoga mats. And if you see the picture, um, the men were given like this Olympic style. Yeah, they got two sets of dumbbell racks. They've got plates for days. Looks like they got at least two squat racks in there. Yeah. And Uh. so the uh, commission, I believe, uh, issued an apology Uh, responding to it and he said we acknowledge that some of the amenities teams would typically have access to have not been able been not been available inside the controlled environments and the ncaa came out with a statement saying it wasn't money it was space that the pro that was the problem if space is the problem what is 30 pound dumbbell, set of 30 pound of dumbbell, going up to 30 pounds of dumbbells and 12 yoga mats. Yeah, because if it's. I got more than that in that limited space in the basement. Yeah. I mean, you you have a full set gym in. That's what I'm saying. So I don't, I think it's just a. And if it's it's such a a small space, they can't be in there together anyway if they're supposed to be separate, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think, I don't think you have to be like that, but. Oh, well, look how spaced out the men's is. Right. I guarantee you they do. And then here's a girl. She plays on the Oregon Ducks. Let's see if it plays. I got something to show y'all. So for the NCAA March Madness, the biggest tournament in college basketball for women, this is our weight room. Let me show y'all the men's weight room. Now, when pictures of our weight room got released versus the men's, the NCAA came out with a statement saying that it wasn't money, it was space that was a problem. Let me show y'all something else. Here's our practice court, right? And then here's that weight room. And then here's all wow. this 
extra space. Yeah, there's no room. If to you aren't upset about this problem, then you're a part of it. There's. I got no something excuse. to show y'all. So for the. There's no excuse for that. Dang, on you I'm see sorry. all that space. I'm sorry. That's you can't say stupid. that's a space you can't problem. Say it's a space problem. But also, you know, the person that said that was a woman. Yeah, I noticed that. Lynn Holzman, NCAA's vice president of women's basketball. You couldn't get your girls something good or decent? Use some of the money that comes in with the men's and spend That's what I'm saying. Like, I know, I know. It's all the NCAA. But this is the thing. I know that men make more than women. Because of what they bring in, because of the fans that are attracted to watching men's basketball more than women's basketball. Even though women's basketball has taken leaps and bounds from, than what it, was. from what it was. Yes. Uh, but still, that little rack that someone, like, someone that doesn't even work out has that in their house. Yep. You know, you could have came up with more My than that. My dad has more equipment and he's about to be 79 years old. Yeah, so they got that little rack and then the yoga mats. That's just ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's not okay. And then you move on to like the swag. I think I already had it pulled up. Um, you even look at the swag and it's and it's different too. Like the stuff that they get. And, you know, when they, I don't know, when they first enter the place where they're having the tournament. Wow. So you know, the women get a couple of things shirts, and the men's get all that. And they got a towel, a t-shirt, a hat, two bottles. Some socks, an umbrella. The f- what do you need an umbrella for? I don't even know. The men get like, I mean, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. There is no excuse for it. I'm sorry. There's just not. This isn't the NBA. And the WNBA. (laughs) Look at that. That looks like soggy toast. Like you put toast in gravy. That looks disgusting. So what we're talking about is the difference between the men's food and the women's food. So the men's have like this buffet style like setup. They got it's catered beef, you know, shrimp, pasta, rice. They got and a then the women's the women's looks worse than one of those meals you can get at the grocery store. Yeah, that looks like a frozen hungry man, except smaller. No, hungry man looks better than that. Yeah, that looks gross. I don't even know what that is. is. That meatloaf? It might be, but it kind of looks like hot dogs strung together, so it's really hard to tell. No, that looks fucking disgusting. And that's one cup of veggies, one cup of yes. Yeah, that just infuriates me. Like it's and it just sucks because there are there are a lot of people that watch men's over top of the women's, but it still isn't excusable as to why they get so much better treatment because they just happen to be on a team that makes it to March Madness. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's just kind of... Yeah. But then, if you're even doing that, though, it doesn't even have to be men versus women. It could be sport versus sport. Yeah. Why does basketball get all the money? Why does football get all the money? That's Wrestling true. don't get nothing. True. You know what I mean? Like, 
I think I heard that uh, – so Stanford, I think they have a really good wrestling team. I'm not sure. That's just what I've heard. And so the Pac-12, they're in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 decided they didn't want to play football or basketball until like the last minute. You know, so I'm sure they didn't bring in that much money. Right. So I think they were like cutting like the wrestling. Who's won like state – like um like that NCAA championship for wrestling and stuff like that? It's just stupid. It just doesn't bring in that kind of money no matter how good you are. It's it's the sport itself. Even bad basketball teams make more money than the best of wrestling or swimming. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't know. It's what America is. It's built on baseball, basketball, football. Yep. Everything else is just kind of there for the, you know, if you want to play it. And soccer, I mean. Soccer's international. Yeah. But it's not big here. No. Hockey is. Hockey's decent. They still don't get the same amount of money as right, other sports right. do. Not yeah. even close. Yeah, hockey, you're not going to see the same thing. Maybe in different states, certain states. Michigan. Yeah. Denver, like Colorado, stuff like that. It's, I mean, northern states. Northern, right. Northern states. The ones with and snow. Then not, not necessarily just ones with snow. Philly is one of the biggest hockey cities. Is it really? Oh my God, yeah. Oh. When you're a Philly fan, you're diehard for every team they have. And that includes the Flyers. And the Flyers sell out every game. Oh, I'm not talking about the Flyers. I'm talking about like college and high school and stuff like that. No, no. They don't sell out no matter what. I know, but if you go to if you go to like a high school in like Michigan or something, and they have a hockey team, yeah, and their hockey team, yeah, their hockey is probably huge. I will say in Delaware, the Delaware Scholastic Hockey Association, we sold out games all the time for every high school, right? Because the kids were like, okay, this is the sport we're watching. Yeah, we're all going to the rink and we're all going to watch the game. They would be packed in there for championships. Mm -hmm. Every school, we had a girl spit. On the championship trophy because her brother's team lost. Mm. Like, it got Dang, vicious. Wow. We used to have extra security there. We always had the cops there for championship nights and playoffs. That's too much. Because it would get violent in the crowds and stuff. It was bad. Right. Oh, sorry, that was me. And, um, I mean, it was packed to, you know, probably beyond fire code at that point. Like, yeah. it was, it was, there were nights where it was like, if I was going in there, I had to have like an escort yeah. just to even do anything. More people got thrown out of championship high school games than a regular old men's league game where everybody's drunk and beating each other up. Yeah. So. I mean, and like here too, the championship games, like at the Boys and Girls Club, when my brother and sister were little, they made the championship game. Uh, It was packed. That's basketball you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm talking about little kids. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the sport itself. Yeah. That people love. So I think it just depends on that. And it's... Well, you don't see that at baseball games, just saying. Right. But And I think, like, why worry about it so much? Why worry about what? Like, what you have. Like, and like uh, oh, they have this and I don't have that. Well, if you're stuck in a bubble and you're not allowed to go to another gym, yeah. you're not No, I know why they're complaining about that. Right. I would complain too. I was like, what is this? You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. Like that what that the men have all that, but then the women I understand if they got like a crappy gym, but that's even worse than crappy. 
Are there more That's men's literally teams nothing. in in the March Madness tournament? I believe they bring women's? in the same amount. Okay. Then there's no excuse. They bring in the same amount of teams, same amount of players on each team. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know what they were thinking. The same commercials play during both games. So yeah, yeah, same, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the but net, it's, networks are pulling in the same amount of money from both sports when it comes right. to that. Just yeah, saying. but more people are watching the men's. That's the thing. Yeah. And the thing is because, you know, even in, even when you look at men versus women, who watches sports more? Men. That's what I'm saying. And they're going to be attracted to watching men's sports because that's similar to them. Yeah. You know? Even women. I guarantee you women don't watch women's sports. All the time. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, I know I... I can always come up with a new girl quote, but like, remember when Winston's sister was in town and she played for the LA Sparks Yeah. and Schmidt came in and he saw her and he's like, oh, he's like, Alicia, looking good. He was like, how's the hoops? And he right. said, he said, pro ball. It's impressive. I mean, women's pro, but still, and that's exactly what he said. Right. So it was like, it was a joke even to writers of a TV show, like... It's just one of those things. I mean, growing up. Well, it's a joke in America, internationally, which is why a lot of women go international to play sports because they get a lot more money. They get paid a lot more. They get a lot more endorsements. A lot more attention. Outside of America. Yeah. You know, America is very capitalistic, so they're going to do what it is to make them the most money. Whatever makes them the most money, they're going to give that. Yeah. You know, why why do you think we do, we have recruiting for sports? True. You know, these top-notch coaches go to high schools to find the best high school player. Because guess what? That player is going to bring them the best amount, best chance to give them the best um, amount of money. Same thing. Next step up from college to the NFL. This guy's going to help our team win and also bring in a lot of money. You know, I was just listening to Brendan Schaub talk about it. He said uh, Tim Tebow was the number one selling jersey. Yeah, in college... You can't have your name on your name on the back, but it was his number. So obviously that's Tim Tebow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he sold the most amount of jerseys, more than LeBron James, more than anyone out at the time. Wow. And he got zero dollars. Yeah. Because they're just making money off his name. Yep. Which now I think there's something where the kids are going to start getting paid eventually, but. Yeah, they talked about it for a while and then they yeah. shut that down and then. No, there's always talk there, about it. I yeah. mean, there was always talk about the fact that a lot of those kids made that team or are there because they're on full ride scholarships. So they're already technically mm-hmm. making money because they're not paying for their college tuition. Yeah. And that's a lot of money at a lot of those schools. Right. So it's like, okay, you're already getting, say, sixty grand or more mm-hmm. to play basketball one time of the year. Yeah. And the rest of the year you're getting paid for what you did during mm-hmm. that one season right. to go to school. That's what it is. Your school is paid for. Yeah, and I'm also whereas torn because that's people, a good argument. Whereas other people have to go to the, go enlist in the military for four years mm-hmm. like or five years, have to have a four or five year stint in order to have their college tuition covered. Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a lot more work. To get a free college tuition. Or go through massive amounts of debt. 
Yeah. Because you're or taking out finance, financial loans and stuff like that, student loans. like Which is where that comes into play. It's yeah. like, why are we paying you on top of paying for your school? That's where the difficulty lies because some students made the team. Mm-hmm. Some are on partial scholarships that aren't related yeah. to sports and some are on full sports scholarships. Right. That's where paying them to play was not okay. Paying them for their endorsement or things like that that I think is a different story because if right. it's something they brought in on their own mm-hmm. and they were able to get, yeah, that's very different. But paying yeah, them to play, and then no and way. then also like you hear the argument where is like, well, you work through high school and you work through college no. and then you get to the NBA. That's where you get paid. Yes, you know what I mean. That's why they're saying like, oh, should we pay you in high school too? Yeah, but the whole thing in college is like that. Sport is your life. Yes. If you're gonna go you know beyond mean? there, then your sport like is they your expect life. you to do have a full sports schedule along with a full class schedule. Yeah, that's why all the guys register for dumb classes that you don't have to really work in. Yeah, so they can at least get keep a grade a certain grade amount grade that they can average. play. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough thing, man. It's a tough. Uh, I don't know because it's all different. Everyone's gonna think differently because of where they come from. Yeah. You know, like a broke kid trying to make money um, to get his mom out of the hood or something like that. And those kids are usually ones that are the most grateful just to be able to be there. And their mom is the most proud mom out there. Right. Knowing that their kid is working towards his goal. And -hmm. it's like, okay, my mom is proud. I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to make it to the NBA and I'm going to make that money for her. They're not asking for handouts then. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the ones that don't really need it that, or the ones that are just attention seekers. Yeah. Or it's, I just, I don't know. I get irritated with certain, certain athletes just really bug me because their, their ego is way bigger than their talent. Like they don't have, they really just. Yeah. That's something I've always hated. I've always hated guys with ego, you know? And I think I probably like in my high school when I played. You probably definitely had an ego. In soccer I did. But when I played basketball, I knew I wasn't, like, the best one on the court. Yeah. So I tried to show up in different ways that my skill would show, like defense. No one tries on defense. I work my ass off on defense. Yeah. You know? And I always chose to um, pick up the cockiest guy. Yeah. Because I wanted to shut him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I forget his name. He ended up playing at – um. St. Joe's for okay. college a yeah. little bit, and then he went to UD. But um, this dude played for Tattnall, like biggest name in Delaware. You know what I mean? And I was playing both JV and varsity at the time, so they can play me on like two quarters JV because yeah. you can only play four right. altogether. Yeah. So, okay, I think we were losing, you know, and it was towards the end of the game, and he said, Hammer, you're in. I was like, all right. So I picked up the dude. I forget his name, like Jamal or Jamar or something like that. And dude, no points. He didn't score on me at all. I shut him down the whole time. That's so impressive. It was impressive to me. Like, I don't care if I did anyone else. I knew it. Yeah. Like, to myself, I knew it. Yeah. You know, same thing happened with this dude from Middletown. Picked him up, shut him down. Except he went for a dunk one time and I was behind him and then everyone said I got dunked on. I was like, how did I get dunked on if I was behind him? But, yeah. 
That's one of my. That pisses me you off. You hold on to that. I hold on to that. Hard because I hold on to that. It's been over fifteen years. It's been like close to fifteen. Fifteen. Years. It's been close to fifteen years since high school. So. No, I mean, it's not like I'm looking back at high school and be like, "Oh, look what I did." I'm not doing that at all. It's just, it's just one of those things where, uh, when I talk to like our nephews and stuff, yeah, I'm like, "Yo, when you play sports, that's what you do." Find something that you're good at. Don't worry about what everyone else is saying. You know yeah. you you know your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if your coach wants you to shoot threes but you know you can't, why Don't. are you doing it? Yeah. You know? My coaches always tell me to take it in and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I'm five eight. These dudes are like seven foot. You think I'm gonna get a layup? Yeah. No. Nah. So I was shooting threes and playing lockdown D. Yes. No one else was doing that, but I don't know, but I, my whole thing was I like to shut down guys with ego because it was, it was fun for me. I'm really glad. I was only friends with people that didn't have egos. Really? When it came to sports, yeah. Oh, when it came to sports, okay. I mean, I dated one that had an ego that really. No, I thought you had. Have, it. But. I don't know. No, I didn't. I was as far as guys that played sports. All my guy friends played something. And none of them were cocky about what they did. Like Right. And they have room to be cocky. Like Zoot, he has Zoot, all the room in the world exactly. to be cocky. Zoot is my number right. one example. He just walks away. It was only during important moments that he would have the slightest little selling yeah, yeah. for like a second after scoring. After yeah. that, he was like, Nope. I mean, it was just it was nothing. Like he that he's like, that's what I'm here to do. Like, why do I need? And, then, right. and he would even critique himself. He'd have like a hat trick that game, and he'd still be like, "Yeah, but did you see that mess up in the third period?" Like, no. Yeah. I I tripped over my own feet. Like, what? Shut up. And also, he has the he had the parents that didn't never said anything. Right. Like, he, I mean, yeah, his mom his was mom, cheering. She she's was emotional. A, but she's she's Jan. Like, that's right. her. But it's not like the it's not like those it's parents like in the, the stands yelling like, at him and then yelling oh, at yeah. the refs and all this other stuff. Same with Jake Fraley's parents. Yeah. Never said a word, and he was just out there killing it. Right. And look where he is now. I think about that a lot because I'm like, it was. So Zook got hated on a lot as a kid, so his dad stayed out of the stands, always stood on the glass, still to this day, stands by the glass if he ever watches mm-hmm. Mark play. Yeah. Even as an adult, he's just like, I'm not going to listen because mm-hmm. kids talk, sh- kids' parents talk shit. Yeah. Or other kids that were watching, you know, when he played for Tattnall, it was like, right. kids are talking shit on him and it's like, why? Because he's good? Because he's making your team look stupid. Oh yeah, that's exactly. Because your defense can't hold him. Is that the problem? Like, is it because he's faster than you, or just because his hands are faster than yours? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you, but and that's where you know Zoot's dad was just like, I don't want to be involved in case it makes me angry. I just stand over here and I do my thing, and I feel like I would like to be that way as a parent. But I know that I'm not that good at that already mm-hmm. with the boys and yeah. their sports. So it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. But Nico, I've gotten better, I think, with watching him. Yeah. Now that he's in high school, I know it's a different animal. So it's definitely like you got to, you just got to roll with the punches. But mm-hmm. I mean, he literally got punched during a game. Like if I was there, I probably would have been like screaming. But. but that's the thing. You can't do anything about it. I know. You know, it's in the heat of the game. 
And that's just that's just what's gonna happen. I'm just the type of person that wants to go punch someone that punched someone I like. No, I get it. So it's like I get it, but this is like what but and this is what parents children, so. and this is what parents have to understand. And because I'm one of those guys, I'm just gonna stand there and just watch. Yeah, I'll say stuff to myself, but I'm not gonna yell out loud and like yell at the refs. I'm gonna be like, oh, that was a bad call. You know what I oh, mean? Oh no, yelling but, at the refs is a totally different thing. I don't yeah, yelling at the refs gets on my last nerve. Yeah. I can't stand that. Yeah. There's nothing I hate more. Nothing. I'm like, like even that Flyers games, okay? So I went to how many Flyers games in my lifetime? A bajillion. Right. And when they would do the chant, ref, you suck, ref, you suck. Right. Yes. I never no. participated because I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's like the one time we went and they were playing the Penguins and the one this little kid was just like... Crosby, I'll cut your head off or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's aggressive. I'm like, dude, it's a game. Calm down. I mean, I called Crosby a crybaby, which, I mean. Yeah, that's different. And I kind of thought he was a little overrated, but I know he's not technically, yeah. but it was just annoying. He was like, he wow, just annoyed dude. me. But I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but that's those are the kids that grow up in households with parents that scream that at TV that. and yeah. say those things. And they're like, yeah, Crosby sucks. And it's like, have you ever watched him play before? Or do you just hear your dad say that to the TV because he keeps scoring on your team? Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. So, but no, I don't believe in yelling at the refs. Like, they got it. They're paid to do something. Sometimes they suck. Yeah. It's true. They make bad calls. They yeah. make bad calls, but they're not robots. Right. They're not. They're still people, man. I mean, they're not an instant replay machine. Right. They have to use their best quick judgment. Yeah. And they don't have much time to do, to make that call. Yep. Now, I've seen bad delayed calls, yeah, yeah. and I've been a little upset, but I'm like... Because delayed calls are always sketchy, because you're like, oh, are you listening to the fans? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, say, oh this will save me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh... Throw the flag, oh, call wait, the penalty, whatever. I actually did want to say that. Like, no. Or yeah, someone no. that's if you don't call it that 10 moment, miles don't away, call like during a baseball game this yeah. summer, I... You know, one of the, they had like a field ump and they had mm-hmm. um, the regular one. And with the COVID distancing, he wasn't behind the player. He's behind the pitcher. Yeah. That was a hell of a lot harder to call, make that call on that box. Right. So it's like, okay, you're watching. But then you got the guy in the field that's like, oh, I saw that. He was safe. How could you possibly see that when he's yeah. the one that's standing in front of home plate? He's literally blocking your view. So that there's dumb stuff like that, but. Anyway. And it's all part of the American culture because when I yes. watch Australian football. You don't see that. You don't see that at all. No. You know, the dudes that yell about the call, but they're keep, they stay playing. If you watch the NBA, they're whining about the call and then the game keeps going and they're still, still going, whining and they're about still it. still crying about Even it, Even the yeah. best player in the game, LeBron James, does that. And I hate it. That's why he'll never be the best to me. He'll never be the best. Like, to me, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, there's just more to it than numbers. Yep. You know, but uh, like in the documentary I was watching, the two guys in practice got in a fight. The one dude just nailed him in the face, you know, and after practice, they um, the coach brought him up. And he said, all right, you two, you two want to go? Go ahead. They're like, nah. And they shook hands and walked and went their separate ways. I was like, boom, there you go. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, you do that. Now, used, but then you learn how to calm down and suck it up and be a, a man about it. It used to be a thing where fighting was second nature. Or be a woman nature. about it, whatever. Fighting was second nature <laughs> in hockey. I mean, it was part of it. If someone dropped the gloves, 
the refs backed up and let the other person drop the gloves. Right. Let it go until it had to or until it went to the ground and then they were done. That was it. But it was allowed and they yeah. did it in junior hockey for a long time. And now rules have gotten stricter and stricter and stricter or more strict. More strict. More strict. Oh, I knew that word sounded wrong. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the rules have become so much more strict that they're just like, yeah, no. And they call the fighting as soon as someone even touches someone now. Right. It's just, it's, I mean, it's quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they call on everything. So it's like, but back in the day, I mean, that was, I grew up watching that. Like watching yeah. Riley Cote destroy people. Like, there's still some of my favorite videos on Twitter. I love watching those and reposting them because he mm-hmm. shares them all the time. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I remember this. Like, brawling. Yeah. The Broad Street Bullies. There was a reason the Flyers were called that. They were known for being brutal on the ice. Like, it was, you want to drop gloves? Go for it. Allow, uh, you know. Our goalie got in a fight once. Like, yeah. I mean, and those are the things. <laughs> and to bring it full circle is like. That's why people watch men's sports, I think. Over women's. I 100% Because the men men have that aggression. They have that. Men have that testosterone. It's that men it have factor that, that draws the attention that makes you want to see it. Right. Like, it makes you want to watch. It's more captivating. There's more going on than right. just the game. Right. There's and more to it, and there's more to, you know, sit on the edge of your seat for, like, oh, what's going to happen this time? Whereas a lot of right. times with women's sports, it is very, other than the women's USA soccer team, that's how I feel. Or women's UFC. Oh, yeah. I love well, watching women's. obviously women. women's fighting. Duh. I love watching that's, women's fighting. No, women's fighting is yeah. a totally different game. That's, right. That's something else. I hope they should get paid a lot more. I mean, you got uh, Rose and Wei Lee coming. Oh, I my know. gosh. Oh, that's going to be so good. Rose. It is going to be I good. think she might lose, though. <laughs> the first one back, man. Way Lee, man. She's she's legit. Yeah, I know. You see what she did to Johanna's face? Yes. Yeah. I know. It's fine. It's fine. It is what it is, but... Yeah. That was good sports talk. Sports talk with Heather and Ben. I love that. <laughs> I think I got ESPN or something. <laughs> it's like my fifth sense. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, there's something that's been bothering me. What? That there are videos of people having seizures mm. on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I heard about this trigger warning or whatever that they can put. Did you look, watch any of them? No. Oh, okay. So you just heard what we, me and Sasha were saying? There's a reason that I don't watch those things. Right. Because it'll trigger you. It's not just a trigger for me. I understand the it'll trigger piss you warning. Off. It pisses me off. Yeah. In my opinion, if you have seizures, yes, you are curious to see what it looks like from the outside because you're not there to see it. Right. But at the same time, you want to raise awareness, do it in a different way. Mm. There are so many better ways that you could raise awareness for a disease that really needs the funding for research and help than showing a seizure and being like, this is how scary it is. Do you know how many kids could have nightmares from watching that? Yeah. Or how many more people are going to make a joke like, it looks like he's having a seizure mm-hmm. when like 
It's it's not a joke. Right. I hate that. And I didn't used to think about it until I had seizures myself. Yeah. I know for a fact that my sister had PTSD after having to deal with me having a seizure. And that seizure yeah. was just over a minute long, if that. Even I had a little struggle Yeah. after, you know, when I finally realized what happened and what I just saw, I was just like, it was hard for me to come to grips with it. You know what I mean? It's hard. Because it kept going through my head. It's hard for me to come to grips with because I don't know what everyone else saw. Yeah. I only know what I feel. Right. And it's terrible Mm -hmm. and it's painful and it's exhausting. Right. And it's emotional and it's scary Mm -hmm. and you just can't get that feeling out of your head and the people that are videoing their seizures for TikTok pick up a dance learn to yeah. sing a song make a recipe make a stupid video like the one so the one i saw her whole thing her whole TikTok's about her seizure disorder okay so that's why she has like all her TikToks is her having seizures but, but you know what why I mean? is my question like why does she so i think it's the, it's kind of like the along the same lines as why they made that cuties um uh, show on Netflix or that video or documentary, whatever it yeah. is, to show that this stuff is going on. And yeah, nobody, yeah, it might be uncomfortable for you, but this is real life. And, nobody and real talks life about it. is uncomfortable and no one talks about it. So I think if you look at it that way, you're like, okay, I understand it. Like, it's not fun to watch, but life isn't fun to watch. There's this shit that goes on in life, and here's the stuff I have to deal with. Yeah, or here this, here's the stuff that goes on. I know. Sometimes I guess I just, I look at it as like, I've seen YouTube channels where kind of a, a parent and a kid run their YouTube channel. Yeah. To, and sometimes they video the seizures and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's other videos about other things about their journey. I could see sharing a video. I have videos of myself having smaller seizures or right. longer ones. I could see sharing that video and being like, this is what my seizure face looks like. Or, you know, here's a video of me drooling all over myself. But I can't always function my hand. Yesterday, my hand was just sitting there. Yeah. Like the claw. And then it would go away and then it was claw again. And then it was fine, and I dropped spoons on the floor. Like, I was, I mean, it was a day yesterday. It was seven hours straight of seizures. Straight. Seven hours straight. That's a lot. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And getting up today, this is hard, you know? Right. And I was scared to go to sleep because I was still seizing right up until I fell asleep. It was still happening. And I was just like, I've done everything I can do. And if God wants me to wake up in the morning, he will let me wake up. Mm -hmm. And that's all I can do. Right. For someone who deals with this shit daily, for someone who feels this, like, to her core, I want to raise awareness for my disease and the people that are just like me more than anything. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think that sharing videos and saying, this is what I go through, is anything more than, excuse me, is anything more than almost kind of selfish and attention seeking? Like, look what I go through every day. Your life isn't so bad. Look what I deal with. You think this is bad? Look what I deal with. That's kind of in these, in these, like, 
I almost said in these uncertain times, but that's kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. The way the world is today, it's almost like, look what I deal with on top of what you think is a problem. Well, yeah. Okay. In the grand scheme of things, do I think that how I felt seizing for seven hours yesterday is worth complaining over more than the weight room in the NCAA women's team? Right. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the moment, probably. Today? No, not so much. Mm -hmm. But I just don't understand the, the need for it. I get it in yeah. some aspects, but I also find it disrespectful to a lot of us who, and I know some really high up there on different boards and committees who share their epilepsy journey through blogs, vlogs, um, internet articles yeah. that they, you know, newspapers, stuff like that. So like just all of this stuff, they do all of this and they're on all kinds of, like I said, boards and committees and part of so many different groups. And it's like they share their story in a way that doesn't demean seizures and people who have them. Right. They're bringing awareness and talking about it, talking about what happens to them mm -hmm. without showing you a video of it. Some of the best people that I've seen that are raising tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars every year just on their own from their own platforms are not sharing videos of themselves having seizures. They'll post kind of what I do, like a picture of their hand in the hospital or a picture of their face in the hospital. Had a seizure today. This sucks. That's about the extent of what I want to share with my journey. I'll share my journey. I'll share stories. I'll tell everyone how I literally don't know what happened to me and almost died a month ago. Yeah. Okay? I will be glad to tell everyone that. Yeah. But I do not want a video of it on TikTok for everyone to take a look and be like, wow, because some kid out there is going to be like, trigger warning, please, and watch it and be scared. Or they're going to find it funny. Or they're going to be like, that's fake. But again... Imagine how much, you know, again, we don't know what this girl's thinking or people in general when they make videos like this. We don't know if they're doing it because they're trying to get clout. We don't know if they're doing it just to actually help, you know, but say she's doing this to actually help, you know, how much bravery do you think it is to put that out there? Because you do, you open yourself up for the floodgates, you know what I'm saying? You open yourself up for the hate. And all that kind of stuff. And people making fun of you. And like this whole thing. I don't agree or disagree with it. I don't really have an opinion on it. Yeah. Because yeah I've seen it. But I don't go through it. But I think for her doing this. Is to for people to see it. Because people are out there thinking. Like it's not a big deal. But when they see that they're like oh shit. I had no idea. Yeah. You know. And it is, it is scary. So it is going to scare kids. Because it's, it's scary. Yeah. You know? But again, too, you don't have to watch it. You I, don't have to go to her page. Yes, I You know. can swipe through that video and you don't have to watch it. But I think it is something that people should know. I mean, you still got people out there thinking uh, you gotta they're going to swallow their tongue and stuff. Yeah. So and there's people that don't... That need education on right. how to take care of someone who's having a seizure. I agree on that. Right. So, so there's a lot of things that people don't know 
about seizures or epilepsy or anything of that nature. I mean, yeah. And this kind of shows them what it's about and what it is. I mean, there are ways that 100%. I just saying it with your words is so different. I would take a video of someone, even myself, you're right, having a seizure. Mm -hmm. I would take it and show it to people who teach first aid classes and just show them like, this is what it looks like. And Mm -hmm. this is what someone would do to take care of them. Right. Anything else you're told, you're an idiot Yeah. because you could kill the person. Mm -hmm. And that is one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to have seizure in front of the wrong person and they're not going to know what to do. I pushed for seizure first aid at my work and I still don't think any of them would know how to help me except for my sister. Mm -hmm. I think that everyone would stand around and look so confused, which is why I have a procedure typed up and stuck to my desk. Yeah. Because I don't know how else someone would be able to help me. They would just sit there and scream help. Like, right. I don't know what they, they'd call 911 right away, which doesn't necessarily have to happen. But mm-hmm. in this particular case, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. I can turn away hospital service and ask to come home. Because my thought process there is if I wake up then and I feel fine and another one doesn't come on, I don't need to go to the ER. I understand that. But especially if it lasts under five minutes, if it's over five minutes, I need to go. That's just standard procedure. You got to go. Right. And it's, and it's like, remember when I had to answer that emergency at work yeah. and the girl uh, felt like she was going to have a seizure Yeah. because uh, she has epilepsy and everyone's standing around not knowing what to do. Yeah. And so I'm thankful that God put me in that position and I'm sure she was too yeah. because she was like, oh, wow, someone who understands. I kept asking her questions. I kept watching her, see what she's doing and all those things. And uh, she must have been like new with it or something because she didn't have any of what you know or yeah. what you went through. She didn't have any rescue medication. She didn't have any. And a lot of people don't. Stuff like that, right. So um, I think it was you know, a blessing that I was put in that position. And uh, I think it made her feel a lot better because even when the um, EMTs or whatever came, like all they did was check her vitals. Like what's that going to do for epilepsy? You know Generally what, I mean? what they're taught is that's all they can do. Right. I mean, I talked to Jimmy about it yeah. the first time it ever happened to me mm-hmm. um, with the first grandma anyway. And I was like, Jimmy, should I have gone to the hospital? Because I came right home that home yeah. that night. And, um, yeah, I just had a seizure for a little while while I was listening. Like, that's how it worked up. This gives me. Um, just re- relax. Um, I'm We're good. just talking. I know. I know. Um, but I asked him, and he's like, well, really, if it's your first time ever having that, you probably should have. But just have someone keep an eye on you. But there's really not much they can do for you. Mm-hmm. He was like, they're just going to check your vitals and make sure you took yeah. your medication, ask you questions. Um And I'm lucky that I could answer the questions that I could last time I was in the ER when, you know, when I woke up from everything and I was semi-stable because they didn't know anything. Yeah. I mean, they were like, oh, so you, you have seizures. I was like, why else? Where am I? (laughs) What am I doing here? Like, Like, how did I get here? And I was like, 
I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then it's like, you know what I mean? It was just like so many random things where I'm like in and out. I didn't really know. But whenever they asked me a question, I was like, yes. And I was like, no, you can't. Right. And it's like, no, you can't use the paddles on me. Why not? I have a device in my chest. What's it for? It's for my epilepsy. Oh, you have epilepsy? Oh my gosh. Oh, another person. I'm like, please. Let me just... take through let me take you through the eight years that I had to <laughs> my, my gosh. So it is I don't know. So just back to the video thing. I could never, as a person yeah. who has epilepsy, watch a video without crying hysterically. Well, yeah, because you have it and you know it, what you you know what I'm talking about. I think it's more for people that scares don't me. Yeah. But it's more for people that aren't like you or don't never seen it before. That's what yeah. she does it for. So I, I think suppose. I say so I think in a way it does bring awareness to it in a, a a brutal, like, you know, come to Jesus moment. You look at that like, wow. You know what I mean? And then maybe people look up look um after that. They're like, okay, let me see what that is. So she has let's say she has epilepsy. Oh, let's see how much like money epilepsy raises every year or something like that. It could lead to that. Yeah. People donate money and all that kind of stuff. I guess I'm, maybe I'm just thinking too much into TikTok might not be the best place to put it, but I guess everyone puts everything on TikTok nowadays. So. And it's not just TikTok; it's everything. Like you know, you got you got people that do videos and stuff like that. You could say, "Oh, is that doing it just for themselves?" But it's something again. They're just sharing it with people. Yeah. And it's for people that don't that aren't around it all the time. And you you have it, so you understand, I guess and you know what it feels it, like to go through it. It hurts to watch. Right, of course it does. I know what it feels like, and I know what it feels like for the people that have watched me go through it. Exactly. And it breaks my heart. But. You can't control it, so there's nothing to be mad about or sad about. That's what people don't get, is we can't control it. Right. And this girl is like, kind of putting videos out there. Like, oh, gonna have a seizure. Allow me to take this selfie video. And yeah, but I think you're thinking it. You're thinking of it through your eyes, yeah. and not through the viewers of TikTok. I also just worry about what kind of attention it brings, negative or positive. I think anything you do is gonna bring negative. Even the people that you're talking about, they can say that what they want through their words. Depending on where you put it, people could take the wrong way all you want. Yeah. No matter what you do, people are going to take it one way or the other, good or bad. True. You know, like earlier I said, um, what did I say? I said like something about be a man, like suck it up and be a man. Yeah. Now that's frowned upon. I say that to women. Oh, men so. don't have to suck it up. Men, men can cry too. Blah, blah, blah. I, I cry. But again, I say suck it up and be a man. I mean, I say suck it up you know to be I mean? a man, even to women, so. Right. There's some things that you just have to grit through. You don't have to cry about everything. It's okay to be emotional. But you don't have to cry through every single thing. You know, I'm not talking about you. Yeah, don't talk don't I'm not talking that. about you. I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about men and, and people that say, oh, men can be emotional and cry and stuff like that. Of course they can. Yeah, Josh does it on the challenge every right. single week. But what I'm saying is that there's a difference between being emotional and being vulnerable than being a little 
baby. Yeah. You know? There's some things, you know, and that's why they say be a man because, you know, the old um, the old school stature, the old school thinking of being a man, right? When you're a man, you're you're the strong one and you know, and I got new school and old school. I was born in 90, so I'm old and new. Yeah, I we, got both. I'm we hybrid. Are, we are hybrids for sure. Yeah. We've got a lot of old school and we got a lot of new school in us. Right. It's going to keep us. And that's what I love. I'm going to be like, I'm a cool mom. I don't have to say that. People say <laughs> it for kidding. me. Just kidding. I would never say that. That's people, annoying. People say it for people. me. People. <laughs> like, oh, that's my cool uncle. I know. I already get the, oh, yeah, the cool. cool aunt thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's me, I guess. No big deal. I got it. But I just try and do me. I don't care about. I really don't I try care and do what me. people think about me anymore because yeah. I, you know, I'm going to gain and lose. But for my nieces and nephews, I try to lead by example. Yes. You know, because I know like maybe not all the time, but I know they probably look at me for some t- certain things. I know they do. And see what I do. And I, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing things that will. Um, positively impact their life and yeah do that and then also uh represent god in a good way i feel the same way you know and i want i guess for me it's like i want my girls to know that you know life isn't over just because At, during you know, high school during high school right. or during college like mm-hmm. you can have a life when you're older and you just Oh, it changes. Look, oh, gosh, You look around at where you end up, and you're like, wow, I did not see this coming. When I was 20, if you asked me where I'd be 10 years from now, it certainly wouldn't be doing a podcast with my hot husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be, I couldn't even tell you. I really don't. But regardless, I, I just, I want the kids to know life goes on after all this, and yeah. they're going to have so much to do and so much to live by, and I want... I want my girls to see that, you know, there are real genuine good guys out there by the way that you treat me. Mm-hmm. They know that that's not fake for in front of them. They see what a good relationship looks like. And and also they see us argue and stuff. They do. They get to see all of it. They and see they us argue, see, but they also see, you know, so that not we, just with their parents, but right. with us. They get to see that it's universal. Like there's arguments and, and that's going to happen really great moments it's not always and perfect. I, I love that they get to see that with right. all of us mm-hmm. i think and then for the boys i want them to see that they can grow up to be that good guy you know because they relate more to us because we are younger yeah anything your parents say is just in one ear and out the other but if they see it in someone younger like us like you they're like okay like you know, I can work out with him. I can hang out with him. I can play Xbox with him. And I can also realize that he's a good dude and how he treats my aunt is how I want her to be treated. Mm-hmm. Because those kids, like, they've always looked up to me and, like, cared about me and check in on me. So I always, you know, I'm glad that I have what I have to show them, you know, because I never thought I would. I never thought I'd have, like, a house for them to come chill at and be themselves and watch becca fight watch watch becca fight and eat all our food and fight over who gets to sleep in the cuddler yeah but i know we've gone a little over time so i don't want to keep it going you want to wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up because your girl's getting hungry yeah 
Yep. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Uh, you already know what to do. Go to stnutrition.com. Uh, enter the code draft for 18% off. That's giraffe as in the animal. He sounds... Uh, gir- <laughs> giraffe. Giraffe. Draft. Draft. That sounds like you're saying draft. Like... Draft. The... Okay, say NFL draft. NFL draft. Say draft. Draft. Say giraffe. What? Okay, say NFL draft. NFL draft. Now say what Becca is. Draft. <laughs> Tell me you don't hear. Whatever, you man. You say it exactly the same. Yo, OMV. Oatmeal Village till I die, bruh. <laughs> that is not... That is not hood speak. That is just poor, like, ability to, like, you might have a slight speech impediment, I think. I don't care. I don't know. No, it's not. No, you're good. Did I finish all of that? Draft. G-I-R-A-F-F-E. 18% off. 18% stnutrition.com. stnutrition.com. Go on. Get it. Go on Triton Fights if you want to get the pay-per-view. It's super cheap. And, uh. Go watch our girl, Becca the Giraffe Evans. Giraffe. In her pro debut. Um, and yeah. give her all the support we can because let's go. It's the road. Let's go. All right, this is Strong Tower Podcast, and we're out. Peace.